Welcome to My Two Cents with Keith Beggs from Steadfast Wealth Strategies. In this podcast, we show high-level executives and business owners why comprehensive financial planning and executive bonus structures don't have to be too good to be true. Keith draws on his experience in realistic financial planning, and expert guests share his two cents about academically-based financial planning that you have to hear to believe. Now, on to the show. This is the My Two Cents podcast with Keith Beggs of Steadfast Wealth Strategies. I'm Patrice Sikora. In this episode, Keith tackles a product that has been both maligned and highly recommended by those in financial services. I'm talking about annuities. Keith, why don't you start out by explaining to us what an annuity is? Great. Yeah, thank you, Patrice. So there is a, um, there's a number of different types of annuities, right? So annuity is a pretty large overall uh, reaching umbrella. Typically in the financial services world, um, we took and look at what we call deferred annuities. Okay. So there's two main types up front. One would be an immediate, and that is when you give the life insurance company up front a lump sum of money, and then they promise to give you guaranteed payments for a period of time or for your lifetime. Then there's what's called deferred annuities. And there's a number of different annuities under that umbrella or under that title. A deferred annuity is a contract where you give a lump sum to an insurance company. And then in the future, um, they promise to then give you an income for a period of time or for your lifetime if you so choose to turn that on. But it is not required in a deferred annuity. It is not required to take lifetime or take subsequent payments out of it. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Why would you want something like a deferred though? Well, for most people, they don't want to turn over control of their assets to an insurance company, mm-hmm. right? So you retire where you're getting close to retired. You've worked very hard for this money. In an immediate annuity, you give that money over to the insurance company. That money is no longer your money, right? Now you're just going to get the payments out of it. What happens if life changes, right? You know, you, you've lost control over the future in a lot of ways now. I think people don't like giving up control of their money. They've worked hard. They've been probably saving it for 20, 30, 40 plus years. And just turning all that money over to an insurance company can be scary. And then that loss of control of their retirement can be scary. The other concern there is, what if I don't live that long? And then all that money I just made or earned, they keep and it doesn't stay in my beneficiaries or in my estate or for my, you know, in my heirs. We don't typically uh, here at Steadfast work a lot in the immediate annuity space. We typically work in the deferred annuity space. And inside that space, there's about, there's three main types of annuities. There's what's called a fixed annuity. And a fixed annuity is like a CD. Okay. So you get a fixed rate of return. It's guaranteed for a, a period of time. It could usually be a year, three years, five years, right? 10 years. And when you hear the word fixed in front of annuity, what that means is that your principal is protected. So I give them $100,000. Fixed means that I cannot get back less than $100,000 unless I break the contract, right? I cannot lose my principal in any case. And so a lot of people like fixed annuities for that reason because it's, it's, it's guaranteed. They're getting a guaranteed rate of return um, and they can't lose money. Mm-hmm. The, the problem that you're seeing there right now, and we've been seeing it now for the last five, probably 10 years, is we're in a low interest rate environment. That's why CDs are kind of unpopular right now. You're not getting enough return on your money, maybe to keep up with inflation. You're getting uh, basically nothing on a CD these days. Right. So there's been another type of annuity that was introduced about 20 years ago, and that is called a fixed indexed annuity. This is where we spend the majority of our time with clients. We like it, one, because again, you heard the word fixed there at the front, right? So that means that we can't go backwards in the contract. 
The index means that we tie our returns to an index. One of the most popular ones that you've seen out there is the S&P 500. So index means we are tied to that index. If that index goes up, we can participate in those returns. What does participate mean? Well, that means that we get a portion of what the market does. We don't get all of it, right? If we got all of it, then we'd have to you know, take the risk of losing some money, right? right there is right. no there's no way to get all the returns and no risk. That would be amazing. And uh, we'd be talking about that already on this, <laughs> on this podcast, right? <laughs> and I'd be signing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we get a portion of it. And there's some different things about that that we can talk about. But again, it's guaranteed that we can't lose money in it. And then those type of products have what they call our riders. And a rider could be the option to get a lifetime income without giving up control of the asset, right? So that's that's been a very popular one that we that we tend to tend to like. The third type of annuity that's out there is called a variable annuity. A variable annuity is invested in the stock market and your returns can vary, right? So they can go up and they can go down. So there's risk involved in a variable annuity. But are, Our big con- but are, the, re- are the returns greater because you do have that risk? Well, they should be, right? Right. Theoretically, they should be. If you take more risk, you should get a larger return. The issue that we see a lot with variable annuities is they just have a very high fee structure. Morningstar did a study, it was out in 2012, and they said that the average variable annuity has a fee structure between 2 and 4%. Hmm. That's a lot of money to be giving up every year. Mm-hmm. So it takes a long time to overcome those type of numbers. We, we are fee adverse over here. We, we try to do as, as, as efficient investments or low cost investments as we can do. So we've kind of stayed away from the variable annuity space for that reason. If I'm going to go want to be in the market and have market risk, I think there are more efficient and cheaper ways to get in the market and do those type of things than to try to put it in a, in a uh, annuity or variable annuity wrapper. The type of annuities, again, that we primarily use are, are fixed indexed annuities. The benefit there is that we can guarantee against market loss with a fixed portion of that, and then we get some upside participation. I, I tell our clients we should expect somewhere between about a 4 or 5% five and a half, maybe percent rate of return and something like that over a 10 year time period. But th- these are not home run hitters. This should not be where you're expected to get market level returns that people talk about, right? Mm-hmm. What you can make in the S and P that, that is a misnomer. I believe when you're talking about these products, these are a safe money investment, right? Safe money. And that we cannot go backwards. We can't lose any of our assets. And as people tend to get closer to retirement, safe money sounds really yes. nice. Yes. <laughs> Are there right? annual it, contribution limits to an annuity? There aren't. Well, yes and no. So the insurance company, there's what's called suitability involved, right? A lot. There's a lot of gray in a lot of these things, right? It's not always as black and white as we'd like it. Suitability, which is, is this a suitable product where this product meets your needs, will tell us, and that's one of our jobs as, as the advisor here and as a fiduciary is to figure out what's in your best interest in terms of how much money goes into an annuity. The The biggest negative over annuities is the liquidity, right? You are, you are signing a contract with the insurance company. They are giving you principal protection and market upside potential inside of that contract. What you're giving them is a commitment to stay inside that contract for a period of usually five, seven, or 10 years mm-hmm. in, in, the state of, in the state of Texas. You cannot just take all your money and leave 90 days from now or a year and a half from now if you want to go do something different, right? Mm-hmm. There's some liquidity issues there. And so that's where the contribution limits, Patrice, typically come up is how much can I put in something like this, but make sure I have enough liquidity for the unknown. 
Gotcha. Right. What if what if something unknown happens and I need liquidity, whatever that could be? We got to make sure that we keep enough money, enough powder dry. Right. You've probably heard that phrase before, because mm-hmm. what we don't want to do is have to walk away from this product early because then we do pay a penalty if we do that. Right. So we, we got to be careful in that regard. So if you've maxed out contributions, like say in your other accounts that that are retirement accounts, you could go into an annuity and just keep putting money in, so to speak. Yeah, typically what happens is, I mean, an annuity can, an IRA can be in an annuity. So you could use a, a individual retirement account or, or a 401k account can then be turned into an IRA and you can keep that money qualified inside of an annuity. So typically people do it in a lump sum. Where we see the value of this or where we get a lot of clients that are doing this is, you know, there's a lot of studies on how, on bear markets, right? And we just had a a big bear market there for that 90 day, 120 mm-hmm. day stretch yeah. here with COVID, right? And that really puts people on edge if they're getting close to retirement, right? There was a study done on North America as an insurance company that did it. And based on the S&P 500, there's been a bear market approximately every five years. The average decline is about 35 plus percent. And it takes about 5.2 years to get out of that, mm-hmm. right? And so as you get close to retirement, you know, we like to talk, it's not always about what you make, it's about what you keep. <laughs> and so the, the fluctuation of a client's account becomes much more unnerving as we get closer to needing those funds. When I'm 25, 35, 45, and I'm living off of my salary, the fluctuation in my 401k or IRA account doesn't tend to bother me as much because I don't need it now. And most people that are invested in those type of accounts believe markets work, right? So they, under, and they understand the fluctuation. The risk is when that fluctuation gets closer to when I need the money. Mm-hmm. And do I have time to allow that money to recoup the losses that it had? Or do I need to use that money? And now I'm kind of really putting myself in a bind. We kind of call this a safe money alternative to bonds. And that, uh, you know, it's, it allows us to put our money somewhere that we can feel safe, that it can't go backwards due to market performance. And then we can expect some upside potential when the market works. And typically, most people that have 401ks or IRAs believe the market works. The question is, when is it going to work and by how much? Right. And that's the great unknown with markets as a whole, right? No one knows when they're going to go up and, and by how much or when they're going to go down. And that's okay in your working years. But I, I tend to believe that you get close to retirement, the portion of your income that you need guaranteed, whether that's for your mortgage, whether that's for your food, whether that's for your car, whatever that it is what is your you know the money that you need every month to live on i tend to feel better when my clients have that money guaranteed and know what's there and coming in and so we don't have to panic or stress about what the every day holds when it comes to market returns i would bet if your that, clients agree with you 100% there too they do <laughs> i mean a lot of them do but i'll tell you that there's a lot of competing forces out there right in terms of information right i mean you can google annuities and you can find 100,000 pages probably online that'll tell you the bad about them what, what are some of the bad things or one of the, the disadvantages? Let's put it that way. Yeah. I would say bad. So, so the number one disadvantage is the liquidity. There's a, what's called a surrender charge or surrender schedule, meaning if I surrender or walk out of the policy before the contract is over, I can lose money. Right. So that, that is the number one biggest concern with annuities. Do I have enough other money outside for large expenses or whatever is going to come up where I can play by the rules of this contract. If I can play by the rules, typically there's a place for this in my portfolio. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So that is a number one concern. The other concern people will talk about is, well, you don't make all the money. 
right? And, and, and we're talking about fixed index annuities right here, is that you don't get 100% of the upside. So the market could do 12 and you maybe only get four, right? I mean, depending on, on how that works. But if they're discussed and, and they're positioned correctly, that's okay because we didn't want to take the risk to get 12. Exactly. So we, we shouldn't have ex- ever expected 12. So the only reason that's a con is if this thing wasn't set up right or if this wasn't talked about correctly. You should have never, if you want to make 12, then you need to have money in the market and take this subsequent risk at that mm-hmm. money that that has. This should not be that portion of your portfolio. If you're using this product for that, then you're using the product wrong. So we don't make all the money, but I would say the surrender schedule is the biggest one that, that you're going to find out about it. A lot of people will say that there could be a lot of fees in these types of contracts, and that is a fair statement, but there are also a lot of fixed index annuities that have zero fees. I, I typically work with contracts that don't have any fees unless we want to buy the guaranteed income portion of that, mm-hmm. right? Unless we want to buy some guarantees, then we could add a fee on there. But you can find contracts with zero fees. If you're looking out there, what they're going to say is, you know, you don't get all the upside. They're going to say the, the surrender schedule, and they're going to say they have a lot of fees. And they can. There's good and bad annuities, just like there's good and bad speedboats, and there's good and bad mm-hmm. anything, right? There's enough of them. So that's, you know, that's where your advisor and you have to figure out what, what your tip, what you're looking for in that investment, and which one lines up best with your needs. So are annuities pretty complex? They can be, right? Anytime you get into, you can get into the nitty gritty of anything, right? And find some complexities. Every annuity has the underlying ability to to be turned on for lifetime income. There are some complex algorithms where, where, you know, thought processes and, you know, math involved on how they determine what that money is, Mm -hmm. right? I don't think they're any more complex than than a lot of other investment vehicles or, or options out there. I think if they're used correctly, they can offer a tremendous benefit to a client as, as a safe money alternative. And, and as again, as a portion for your, the income that you need to live on. There was a great article done in 2018 and a gentleman by the name of Michael Finke. Uh, he's a chief academic officer at the American College of Financial Services. And his opening line in, in this article says, to an economist, an annuity is the most sensible way to provide safe income in retirement. In fact, economists spend more time researching why more Americans don't buy annuities than they do estimating whether annuities are a sensible investment. Hmm. And he finishes it with, an annuity is likely to be the best choice for funding the, the slice of retirement savings that provides income. And so I, I really think that's important. I think a lot of the negativity comes from people that manage money. You are their annuity, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm charging you an annual fee, I'm getting an annual income off of you. Right. What does an annuity offer? An annuity offers annual income. So they are going to, in my mind, have a negative connotation because if I move money to then I'm taking some of that, that income off of the table for them. I think if you look at the academics of it and you talk to a, a bunch of the economists about annuities out there, I think used correctly, they provide a great benefit to people that are close to retirement or in retirement that are looking for a portion of their lifestyle guaranteed income. When the annuity starts paying out to you when you're retired, how is that taxed? Great question. So annuities, qualified or non-qualified, are tax deferred. So even if I put in non-qualified money into an annuity, the interest I'm earning is not taxed until I pull that money out. Okay. So it's going to be taxed as income, right? 
So in a qualified in a qualified investment, an IRA is always going to be taxed as ordinary income because you haven't paid taxes on that money. But you could also do Roth IRAs inside of annuities so that you can get that money out tax-free. We've seen a lot more of that. The Roth conversions have been a big deal this year with all the stuff about elections and taxes that, that you're hearing right now. Biden said last night that he would take the Trump tax cuts away. So I think a lot of people, you know, this last year, people were like, well, I know what my taxes are right now, so I can convert some of this money in the Roth. But they're going to be taxed just like an IRA would be. And then the non-qualified money is also tax deferred. So I don't pay taxes on it until I take it out, but then it's going to be taxed as ordinary mm-hmm. income. Okay. And one other question for me, are annuities insured by the FDIC? They are not. Okay. They are not. They can be insured by the state. And you have to talk to your state rep. Uh, you know, you could find out that information. You can talk to your advisor. They can tell you what your state insures. And that could be done either um, overall per person or per company that you're, that you're invested in. But what I would say to that is insurance companies are some of the safest places to invest your money in the entire world. It takes an act of Congress to start an insurance company, right? <laughs> I mean, we're dealing with companies in the investment rules for an insurance company and who's doing fix and fix X and index annuities are, are very stringent and specific to protect the client. Right? You're buying an insurance product. We're insuring your assets. We're insuring your income. So that they, they take that very seriously at Congress. They take that very seriously at the insurance company. And they put layers of protection there for the clients that when I tell them I want, I'm, I'm insuring my money, that they're not going out and just free willy investing that money like they, they would do it in an investment company, right? When you're, when you're actually investing the money. Does that make sense? It does. It does. So, yeah, that's a great question. A lot of people talk about that. that but th- this is an insurance product. We're insuring... A fixed index annuity is insuring against market loss, and then it's ensuring that we can get a lifetime income if wanted and needed, that we cannot live. If you go in with that mindset of what you're trying to accomplish here and, and you build the portfolio out correctly, there's definitely, a, for the most people, right? It's, there's no, it's not 100% for within, with anything, right? Disclosure, right? But for the majority of people, there's a spot in their portfolio for guaranteed income. Right. Um, it, it makes sense to have something like that. I personally think it helps with stress and, and enjoyment of retirement. And I don't know how you put a dollar value on that. I've never been able to do that for a client. But the fact that you don't have to wake up every morning and, and turn on the TV to see what your retirement accounts have done. And if you're going to have enough money for the next month or the next 10 years, or the next 15 years, right? And you can just wake up and go live your life and you know what your income is going to be. And you know you have money in the market, but you don't need it today because you got the, you've got a guaranteed mm-hmm. income. I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of health value in that. Um, <laughs> yes. I, can't, I can't put a dollar value on it or quantify that for somebody. But I think if you talk to people that own index and news, they could probably quantify it on, on what it's been to them. I can tell you how the clients that we protected their income before COVID and we didn't know COVID was going to happen more than anybody else did, but it didn't change our thought process in January, December when we were like, you have the money to, for the retirement that you want now. All that could happen is a market event could change that let's get some of this money guaranteed and get that income taken care of. I can tell you when all this craziness started happening, there was a lot of happy people that were, that were glad that they weren't having to worry about what, what the retirement was going to hold or can they retire now? Where do I have to, you know, do I need to try to stick around for another couple of years? You know, I think all those type of things are important and that you can't put a number on when yeah. you're, when you're looking at these type of things. All right, Keith, if someone wants to talk to you more about annuities, the all different kinds and whether or not it's good for them, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah. So there's a couple of ways they can do that. They can go to our website, which is steadfast, S-T-E-A-D-F-A-S-T-W-S. And that stands for Wealth Strategies. So steadfastwealthws.com. 
And they could email me at Keith, which is K-E-I-T-H at steadfastws.com. And then they could give us a call. My number 832-506-9034. All three ways to get information from us. And they could opt in on our Facebook page as well. We have a Facebook page under Steadfast Wealth Strategies. And then we can start, you know, getting them the information that they want and and let them kind of move along at their pace. And then if they want to have a conversation one-on-one, we can do that. Or if they just want educational or information on that, we can provide them with what we believe is easily digested information on these type of topics so that they can kind of figure out, does it fit for them? Sounds great. Keith Beggs of Steadfast Wealth Strategies. Now, to make sure you know about new episodes of Keith's podcast, My Two Cents, use the subscribe button on this page. You can also share with the share button. I'm Patrice Sikora, and let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to My Two Cents with Keith Beggs. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. All securities discussed are offered and provided through Steadfast Financial Planning, LLC. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Steadfast Wealth Strategies. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor and or qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. This podcast is not intended to provide specific investment, financial planning, tax, or legal advice. It is intended for educational purposes only. Please consult your tax advisor, financial advisor, or legal professional for specific advice on your specific situation.